Blog Talk Radio. The views and comments expressed do not reflect the opinions of E-Water Radio. All comments and views are show guest views and comments and in no way reflect views or comments of E-Water Radio, K-E-W-R-D-B, or its affiliates. You're listening to E-Water Radio, K-E-W-R-D-B. broadcast of the Phenomenal You podcast with Nicole, that's me, and this is your home for positive, empowering, and insightful conversation on E-Water Radio, K-E-W-R-D-B. And this evening, I am going to discuss something that a lot of people don't like to discuss, but I feel like it's necessary. Um, If you know me, you know I believe in order to know better, we have to do better. Or in order to do better, we have to know better. However that goes, I don't know. But um, that's why we're going to have this this discussion uh, this evening. But before I get into even introducing the topic of the evening, it has been a minute since I have spoken to you. And I hope that everyone is well. I'm in, I think, a little bit over my sixth month of working remotely from work, which You know, I just told someone today that I'm very thankful for a job, but this remote stuff is for the birds, you know. (laughs) It really is. And I just want us to get through what we are getting through so we can get back to what we used to do, sort of. I do want, you know, um, the cautiousness that we have seen when it comes to being um, sanitary, and when it comes to being clean to continue, but um, I I just want everyone to do what they need to do. We have to think collectively. We have to love collectively. We have to empathize collectively. I tell people all the time, you know, I'm not so worried about myself getting sick, but I am worried about people who do have underlying conditions getting sick. And so whether you feel like you are in danger or not, put the mask on your face. And I know some of you who are listening may be like, here they go, but I feel like it is my responsibility to reiterate that Wear the mask, wash your hands, stay away from large groups. Let's just get through this so we can get back to it. I mean, for real, people are complaining, you know, they're upset, but you know what? You have to be what you want to happen. That means you need to wear the mask so that you can get outside and run freely and do what you want to do. So I I just want to remind you of that. We have a collective responsibility to each other. Don't let the state of this um, country fool you. Uh, It seems very, very split right now. But we are a collective uh, entity, you know, and and if nothing taught us that, 
COVID has taught us that. You know, we can think what we want to think. You can believe what you want to believe. But the reality is it is what it is. And, I mean, unless you're putting your head in a hole in the, in the ground, I don't know how you're missing it. Okay, so I just wanted to let you know that, you know, put your mask on. Let's do what we have to do so that we all can get up and and get out and and get moving freely as we want to. Um, Again, I haven't spoken to everyone in a minute. I have to be honest, just working remotely, everything going on in the world. It's not that I'm feeling uninspired. I, I just was feeling like, what else can we talk about? You know, every time I come to you, I'm talking about some messed up stuff. Not, you know, not empowering, but just stuff that's going on in the world that's ridiculous. And and I hate that I have to come to you this evening and start my show off, you know, with some of that stuff. But I do want to uh, extend my prayers to Jacob Blake. He is the most recent African-American male that was shot uh, by police officers. He was shot in his back as he was walking to his car. And I have to tell you this. um, I've heard people say, I've read where they said you shouldn't walk away from the police. And I'm going to be honest with you, even in my head, I thought he he shouldn't have walked away, you know. But, you know, we shouldn't have to feel like that. We shouldn't have to feel like that. You know, I keep saying that police officers are not assassins. They're supposed to uphold the law. They're supposed to be protective. And when we get to a day when we don't feel as if they protect us, um, that's a problem. So I, I just say, you know, use your voice, use your actions so that a change can be made. It is not hopeless, even though it feels hopeless sometimes. But let's all extend prayers to his family and all those other families that we know and we don't know that have had the same experiences, um, you know, let's just extend our prayers to them and let's do what we need to do, again, collectively, in order to make the change that we want to see. Otherwise, I mean, my last thing I want to tell you before I get into the topic is vote. (laughs) Vote, November 3rd, right? Vote. I know as we speak, uh, some people have not tuned in because of the Republican convention. Um, And what I'm going to tell you is that we need to get out there and we need to vote. I'm not telling you who to vote for. I'm telling you to use the right to vote. If you're 18 and over and you can vote, you should be out there voting. You should turn in your ballot and you should vote. Um, I keep reminding people um, as African-Americans, as uh, minorities, as women, regardless of what color you are, there it was was not long ago that we couldn't vote, that people were protesting in the streets just like you see people protesting now so that we, we could gain the right to vote. You know, don't let that slip your mind, especially I always say, you know, to those of us who have been able to lead a comfortable life. And for those of us who are not uh, under the category of, quote, unquote, a minority, and and, um, that there are people out there that fought for right to vote. And it cannot be taken lightly, as you can see. It cannot be taken lightly. So use your voice, use your vote. Otherwise, go sit back somewhere and don't complain. And, I mean, I know that sounds harsh, but it is the truth. You know, I heard someone say that 
If your voting rights weren't so important, why would there be any actions taken, right, in order to, what I say, oppress them? Why would there be any actions taken? Why would it make any difference if it wasn't important? Let's just remember the things that our ancestors and people before us have went through in order to give us this right. And what I'm going to tell you is that you're not too old, and if you're 18 and above, use the right. So, you know, I just wanted to open with that. If you are just tuning in, you're listening to the Phenomenal You podcast. I am your host, Nicole, and this show is on E-Water Radio, K-E-W-R-D-B. I usually am here every Tuesday, but like I said lately, uh, it has been a struggle. It has been a struggle, but I'm good. I'm living life, you know, like as golden, as golden as it can be. Um, but I just have been in a certain kind of mind frame where I just wanted to bring something to the table that was more than just about COVID, you know, about protesting. And those are very important things, even about voting, you know, but I did want to bring something else to the table. And so this evening, this evening, you know, it's about claiming our crown or claiming your crown or letting people claim their crown. And when I say their crown, I'm talking about their hair. Um, I was out, and I don't know the young lady's name, and I'm, I'm really upset that I don't even have her phone number to tell her that I did this show. But she knew that I had a podcast, and she was talking to me, and she was telling me about her hair journey with her natural hair. She was sitting there with her boyfriend, and her boyfriend had talked her into stopping, you know, the hair process of perming and to really embrace her natural hair. And it was interesting to have the conversation with the young lady because it really has been a struggle, a good struggle, but a struggle for her. And that really got me to thinking about the things that so many people out there, you know, don't acknowledge are stressors in people's lives. And I think black women, even black women, and our natural hair and how we decide to wear our hair is a very big topic that a lot of people don't want to talk about and a lot of people don't want to admit. And I think it's something that we need to discuss because I always talk about us walking in our greatness. But let me tell you what, if you cannot embrace yourself wholly in 100%, you can't walk in your greatness. And it just is what it is. If you are embarrassed, to be you just as God made you, then there is an issue. There is an issue at hand. And so this evening, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about claiming your crown, claiming your crown. Um, I work for a chemical company, and we are certified by a standard that, you know, requires us to follow these certain procedures in order to make sure that we are giving the best services and the best product possible. And it's based on identifying the root cause of things um, and then, you know, putting in place corrective and preventative actions in order to improve services and to improve product. And I started thinking about how, does that align with what I'm talking about this evening, which is claiming our crown? How does that align with us claiming our crown? And I, I really started thinking about it, and I wrote the other day on my Facebook page about how 
so many people go to life coaches and so many people go to therapists and they will tell you that when you've had childhood trauma um, or you've had any trauma in your life, you have to go back, you have to acknowledge it so that you can, you know, not necessarily accept it, but move through it and move beyond it so that you can be as productive and happy as you can be in your adulthood. And I, I really want to say, how is that not the same? How is that not the same in African Americans' lives? And and I know there's other people who have issues, but this evening that's what we're, we're talking about is um, black hair. And I started thinking about what are the root causes of the perception that we not only have about ourselves, but that other people have about us. And so I wrote down um, some negative ideas that we have about natural hair, even about braids, which everyone who knows me knows that I love braids. I rely on them. I keep them in my hair, and I always have. Some of the negative ideas, what are some of the negative perceptions that are perpetuated, either by you, by people around you, you know, um, that, that are perpetuated about black hair. And so the list I came up with, I just wrote down some words. It's unprofessional, unclean, um, unkempt. Uh, I put here ghetto. Uh, I also read the last thing that says that, you know, it doesn't grow. These are some of the things that I, I looked up when I Googled that were aligned with black hair. I'm going to read that again. Unprofessional, unclean unkempt, and doesn't grow. And I really want you to sit down. If you have a pen, I want you to write those down, and I want you to be honest with yourself about what you have thought about when it came to seeing someone who is wearing their natural hair as a black person or brave, um, and what was your perception about them. So I just want you to think about that for a minute. I'm going to go into a commercial, and then when I come back, we're going to dig deep into this conversation about claiming our crown. Joyful Expressions Paint and Taste Studio is a fun place to celebrate any occasion. We provide every guest with an apron, easel, canvas, brush, paint, and an instructor to guide you step-by-step through the creation of your masterpiece. Come on time so that you can pick a good seat and order your drink. Joyful Expressions now has Taco Tuesday, a margarita wine and two tacos with chips and salsa, Thirsty Thursday with wine and snacks, Friday fun night, and Saturday brunch with two wings, a Belgian waffle, and bottomless Reserve your seat today at joyfulexpressions.gallery. Prices start at only $24. Joyful Expressions is located at 14800 Southwestern Avenue, number 104 in the city of Gardena, 310-692-6999. That's 310-692-6999. It's your time to shine and get your paint and party on. It's lit. Joyfulexpression.gallery. Also, check out the Facebook page. You're listening to the Phenomenal You podcast on eWater Radio, K-E-W-R-D-P, and I am your host, Nicole. This is your home for positive, empowering, and insightful conversation. And right before I went to commercial, uh, I did introduce the topic of the night, which is claiming your crown, and I also introduced 
some negative um, words that have been aligned with natural uh, black African-American hair. And I stated them as unprofessional, ghetto, unclean, unkempt, and doesn't grow. And those are some harsh words that not only others have thought about when looking at, you know, African-American women and black men who have chosen, who have chosen to have natural styles. But also, these are words that have been used from us to us, by us, about us. And I want to talk about what is the root cause of this perception. And right before I go into that, I just want to make a disclaimer that I am not, um, there is no intent to promote um, judgment against anyone who has chosen not to wear their hair natural or in braids. So this is not what this is about. I'm not bashing anybody about how they want to wear their hair. Uh, I'm just talking about if you have chosen not to, it should just be because, you know, you just don't want to. It really shouldn't be because there is shame in it and there is embarrassment in it. And that is what I'm talking about this evening. So um, I just wanted to throw that in there. I also want to say that, you know, you don't have to be an African-American person to listen to this conversation. You know, I want the people who are hiring and the people who are firing and the people who own things. I believe that they need to be in this conversation, too, because it's the truth is to know, you know, you don't know until you acknowledge that you've been doing certain things. And conversations like these are not to be had with just African-American people. They're to be had with everyone so that they can also be accountable. They can also be accountable for the perceptions that they have, right, and for the perceptions that they perpetuate by the way that they treat African-American men and women who have decided to choose their natural hair state or to choose braided styles or dreadlock styles um, in the corporate America, in entertainment, you know, on social media, we all are responsible. I keep on saying it's a collective effort and it is a collective effort. So what are the root causes? And I could not help but start from the beginning and, and that's pre-slavery, pre-slavery. What are the root root causes. So I want to say, uh, first and foremost, I want to say slavery, the byproducts of slavery, which are colorism and, you know, a loss of identity, a lack of education, which is how the byproducts of slavery affect our perception of ourselves and and how the byproducts of of slavery affect our perception of other people. Um, The next thing I have is internal cultural pressure to assimilate with Eurocentric standards. What do we, what pressure, what peer pressure do we put on each other when, you know, our sisters and our brothers have decided to go natural, when they have decided to choose braids, when they have decided to uh, choose dreadlocks? I even want to say when they have decided to go naturally gray and, and not dye it anymore, you know, when our brothers and sisters have decided to make this change, to, to take this hair journey, what are the peer pressures within their culture that they are faced with, right? And another root cause is an attempt to assimilate, you know, um, 
the attempt to assimilate has caused black people to use products that promote unhealthy hair and scalp. And I'll talk about that one later. But these are the root causes. The root causes are in our history. It's just like childhood trauma. We don't understand how we act today if we don't acknowledge what happened to us in the past and what's going through our blood every single day, what is our veins. We are our ancestors' dreams. We are their dreams. And every day we walk through the, through the world with their blood running through our veins, but also with that strength that each of them had, we also inherited some of the trauma, the energy from the trauma. And part of that trauma is how we were conditioned to think of ourselves, who we are, and how we compared. And so we can't help when we talk about natural hair and our perception of it, when we talk about braids and our perception of it, and when we talk about dreadlocks or whatever it is that we have embraced, we can't, we can't skip the root cause. We can't. We can't skip the history, the history of black hair, pre-slavery, before slaves ever touched America. We were in Africa. Black people were in Africa. There was no African-American. It was Africans on a majestic continent. Different types of black people live in their life, and part of their identity was in their hair. Even today, if you look at some of the tribes, you see that some cut their hair very short. Some decide to wear braids. Some decide to wear a form of a dreadlock. You know, um, I know there's a tribe that has like a red clay that they put in their hair. It's part of their identity. It's part of their ancestry. It tells a story. It tells a story about age and marital status and social status. It even tells a story about fertility. So before slavery, our hair, our hair was part of our identity, a part of who we are. And then came slavery, unfortunately. And a lot of people don't want to talk about it. But again, I will say it is what it is, and it happened. And we were put on boats for months and months. We didn't have the herbs and the things that we used in order to maintain our hair. And by the time we hit the ports of America, our hair was matted from sweat and, and disease, you know, and, and, and probably blood. And our hair was shaved. Our hair was not only shaved for hygiene purposes, it was shaved to strip us of our identity. And so now you have these groups of Africans who are at the port of America about to be sold. Their hairs are their hair is shaved, which is part of their self-identity, which showed where they came from and who they belonged to and who their people were, and it was no more. And they weren't allowed to express that. Their conditions didn't allow for it, and neither, neither did their owners. Their conditions didn't allow it. And so they, they didn't have things to take care of their hair like they did, you know, on the continent of Africa. They lacked 
you know, the things that they needed in order to maintain their hair and maintain that tradition. They weren't allowed to do it. And, yeah, there were people who weren't slaves, free people of color, who walked the land and, and, and had extravagant hairstyles, so much so that it intimidated, it intimidated non-black people. And it led to a law called the, I think it's called the Tignan Law. I meant to look it up to make sure I said it right, so I apologize if I'm saying it wrong. In 1789, the Tignan Law, which prohibited black women from showing their hair publicly. So then we had a law that said, mm-mm, you can't show your hair. I mean, just think about that little bit of history that I just went through and how it has to affect not only how we think about our natural hair, but how others think about our natural hair. And for generations and generations and generations and generations, that perception has continued. And that perception has negatively affected how we think about our God-given hair. Just think back. Some other words used to uh, describe black hair is um, I found were woolly, tight, kinky, nappy, coarse, unruly. What did you think of when I said that? Did you think that those were negative comments? Or did you think that they were positive comments? They're not negative. They're true. Some of us have woolly hair. Some of us have tight hair. Some of us have kinky hair. Some of us have nappy hair, quote, unquote. Coarse hair. Some of us have thick hair. Some of us have unruly hair. And within these generations that we have been conditioned to despise what naturally grows out of our hair, we have also been conditioned to think that these are negative and insulting words. God forbid someone tell you that your hair is nappy. You will be offended and tell you that it's coarse. How many of you will be upset? And I say that it's strong. It's strength in that nap and that coarseness and that thickness, right? It's strength in that, but somehow we've been made to think that it is negative. Those are bad words. Don't say that. Don't call that baby's hair nappy. Don't call that baby's hair coarse because it's negative. Nothing negative about it. I can't help but think about when Blue Ivy, Beyonce's daughter, was born and, and, and social media and, and, and um, news outlets, everybody just talked about this little girl's hair because you know, her parents decided to let her walk around with it in her in the natural state. They talked about how ugly it was. Acting like they're offended. How dare they let her, you know, come out and and, and her hair is not slicked back, you know? Or or the the there's no extensions, you know, even braided extensions in her hair. Just let her walk around with her hair like that, you know, like she's not taken care of, like nobody loves her? Who says that? Who made you decide 
that that is what that was? Or was it two parents who loved their daughter and didn't want her to live a life being embarrassed about what grew out of her head naturally and to make her understand that her hair was hers. It was nobody else's. And this is what it was. And she was going to have to embrace her crown. Oh, they talked about her. Where is the limit? Why do we think the way that we think? Then we come to the 70s. That's the I'm black and I'm proud, you know, time in the world where, you know, we started seeing natural hair. We were proud and there were afros. And when you looked on TV, you saw men and women embracing their natural hair. Even Cicely Tyson in the movie Sounders wore her hair cornrowed for the first time, a black woman on a movie with her hair cornrowed. And, you know, it was, it was a statement. You know, we had people like Bob Marley and you had people like Angela Davis who said, this is who I am. This is what this is. And it's beautiful. Now, you may not understand it and the hair out of your head may not grow like this. And there's nothing the matter with your hair and how it grows. But guess what? There is nothing the matter with my hair and how it grows out of my head either. And I'm proud of it. I'm proud of what it stands for. I'm black and I'm proud. And then all of a sudden, it's gone. And I don't know what happened. I was born in 1971. You know, I don't know what happened. Maybe you guys can tell me what happened. If anybody has any ideas or comments, uh, feel free to call me at 323-642-1757 or text me at 310-308-8568. I would love to hear, you know, your comments. But, yeah, what happened? I remember uh, recently watching an old 007 uh, movie, and, yeah, you know, they were being politically correct, but the black women in there had the most beautiful um, short afro. I'm I'm reminded of this picture that I had found of my mom, and and I think uh, this was before my parents were divorced and, and they were still in Japan, and she had this beautiful afro, you know, and it was beautiful. And, and I'm trying to figure out, you know, what happened? What happened? What path was taken that led us to the difficulties um, that we have today? Because it seemed like we were coming up out of, you know, the perception. And then all of a sudden, you know, we, we backstep, which is what happened. But what happened? Then in 2009, um, we have the natural hair movement, which they say begins, but I said it is reignited because, you know, we had the movement in the 70s, you know, where we were proud of, you know, what we had. And it didn't matter, you know, we wore our hair. And then again, like I said, we came to 2009, and that's when the hair revolution, the natural hair movement started again. So we have to consider all the that all that has happened from pre-slavery all the way up until present day. What has happened to make us so stressed about how we wear our hair? You know that California is the first state to pass a law that prohibits discrimination against black students and employees 
over their natural hairstyles. It's called the Crown Act. It was passed in 2019, July of 2019. There had to be a law that was passed that said schools and jobs cannot discriminate against you for wearing braids and dreadlocks and for wearing your hair as it grows out of your head, meaning not straightened, not weaved up, for wearing your hair as it grows out of your head. Understand, like, the insanity of that, whether you're black or you're white, you're Hispanic or you're Asian, do you understand the insanity that someone would align your natural hair, the braids that I wear in my hair, the dreadlocks that Damien wears in his head, with your ability to be an appropriate, a good employee. It's, it's just crazy. It would be like saying, Asian girl, that, you know, you your hair is too straight. I'm sorry, you know, that's inappropriate. That's not corporate-like. You're not going to be able to work here. It's crazy. 80% of African-American women felt the need to switch their hairstyles to align more with Eurocentric acceptable standards, 80%. African-American women face the highest instances of hair discrimination are more likely to be sent home from their workplace because of their hair. One in five women feel social pressure to straighten their hair for work. Again, I'm going to say this. No one is saying that there's a problem if you want to straighten your hair or you want to put a weave in it. You know, no one, that, there's no problem with that. The wonder of our hair is that we can do so many things to it. The concern starts when you're doing it because you're ashamed of what you are naturally. When you continue to do it, when it has damaged your hair and ruined your scalp because you want to be accepted, because you don't want people to look at you and think that you're not kept, kept, that you're unclean, they don't want to align you with being ghetto or you don't want to be aligned with being ghetto or unprofessional. It's crazy. That ghetto one is really crazy to me because back in the day when Bo Derek braided her hair, they started calling those Bo Derek braids, which was crazy to me. And then we all know that when Kim Kardashian got her hair braided, it was, I guess, Kim Kardashian braids or whatever they were called, you know, and, and it was cultural appropriation because a lot of people don't understand what that's all about. But that is when black women are demeaned and talked about. And then non-black women can wear their hair the same way, and now it's trendy. It's acceptable. I say the same thing for colored hair. Cindy Lauper used to color her hair all kind of different colors. Katy Perry, a lot of the rock rockers, all kind of colors, not a problem. When black women and black girls wanted to color their hair, they were called ghetto. Do you see what I'm saying? 
you have to be aware of not only why people think the way they do about you and your hair, but why you think the way you do and what you say to your peers, how you behave. It's crazy. So then we get to the corrective action because we've talked about the root cause. We've talked about the generation after generation after generation of conditioning that is running through our blood that says your hair is not good enough. No, you must look like that over there. I remember telling one of my nieces, I don't care what you do, you're never going to look like Kim Kardashian or Britney Spears or, you know, uh, who, either Whitney Houston or, you know, who's out now, Nicki Nicki Minaj. You're not going to look like that because that's not who you are. That's not who you are. So you have to embrace who you are. You can want it all you you can want it, but you can't get it even if you go get surgery. You were born into this world uniquely you for a reason. You look the way that you do. Your hair comes out of your head the way that it does, right? It moves or doesn't move because it wasn't meant to or it was meant to. It's short or long because that's what it was supposed to be. I read an article once that talked about how a lot of black women have stunted the growth of their hair because of the hair products that they use, because of the things that they do to their hair. Going back to, that reminds me of going back to one of the root causes where I said, in an attempt to assimilate, black people used hair products that promoted unhealthy hair and scalps. I always talk about trying not to eat processed foods and watching what kind of lotions and stuff that you use on your body because everything is so processed. And I feel the same thing about chemicals. I'm not telling you not to get a perm, but I'm saying years and years and years and years of putting perms on your head. And and it has to affect you because it's a chemical. Do you know how many people I know who started losing hair and when they went natural, they started thinning. When they went natural, it, 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 it grew back in. We really have to think about what we do to our hair. How many pictures do I see of women so embarrassed to walk this earth with their own hair that they will continue to wear weaves that are put in wrong that kill their edges and kill the middle of their hair and and just ruin their hair follicles. And they're willing to do that so that they can assimilate. But I'm going to tell you guys, you're never going to look like that. It's not going to happen. And you can only assimilate so far. What is your responsibility to yourself and to the people around you? To encourage them to walk in their greatness. And in walking in their greatness is encouraging them to embrace all things natural about themselves. Does that mean you're not going to throw on a wig? Heck no. That means you can Does that mean you may not get a weave? Yeah, you can get a weave. Does it mean you're not going to press your hair, perm your hair? Nope, does not mean that. What it means that you do those things because you want a variety, you want a diverse look, and not because you're embarrassed, you're ashamed, because you have been conditioned to believe 
that it is not good enough. It is not beautiful enough. Doesn't make any sense that so many of us are walking around every single day shedding tears, upset, mad, losing confidence because of our hair. There's so many things going on in the world today. So we have to address things like this so that we find the root cause, we can implement a corrective action, and that corrective action can start serving as a preventative action so that our children are not faced with the same boundaries, with the same struggles that so many of us have been faced with. A lot of us have overcome it, but a lot of us have not. And so how do we combat these negative ideas? We educate ourselves. We look back at history. We pinpoint the root cause. We have to be brutally honest with ourselves, not only about what we think about ourselves, but what we think when we see it on somebody else, whether you are white or black, like I said, Mexican, Asian, Middle Eastern. Be honest with yourself about your perception of those individuals that you encounter when they have decided to wear their natural hair, when they have decided to wear braids, when they have made the choice to lock up their hair. What do you think? If you're an owner, if you're a boss, if you hire and you fire, if you're in HR, what are you allowing? How do we combat the negative ideas? We accept ourselves, our hair, for what it is. You may not be able to do what the next person does. Like me, you know, they always talk about laying edges. These edges don't lay. <laughs> they don't lay. You can put gel on this bad boy. You can do whatever it is. They don't lay. And you know what? I had to come to terms with my edges do not lay. I don't even try to make them lay now. <laughs> I may put something on and when they get fluffy, they just get fluffy. But you know what? God gave me that fluffy. It's all good. And not only do you have to accept your hair for what it is, you have to understand that it's okay and you are not flawed if it doesn't fit in the mold that you want it to. That's how we combat the negative ideas. What of our what of our corrective actions? We education, like I just said, I'm gonna say it again. Cultural pride within households. You have to be the change that you want to see. You have to raise your kids. You have to support your friends and your family. And when they make that decision, don't tease them. Embrace them. Encourage them. We have to promote self-acceptance and self-love. We have to just do it. You've been thinking about going natural? Go natural. Just do it. It's going to be uncomfortable at first. But the more people see it, the more they will embrace it, the more they will get used to it, the more it will become a norm. I can tell you 10 years ago, you didn't see black women on TV wearing their hair braided in natural styles. You see it today. And stop promoting hairstyles rooted in Eurocentric standards in activities. There's some little girls that couldn't go to the recital because their hair wouldn't fit up into a bun. Who said that, you know, a dancer has to wear a bun? You guys don't remember when Serena and Venus came out with tennis and they said their hair was inappropriate? Yeah, their beads was falling all over the place. But those braids didn't have anything to do with their talent behind that racket. 
You remember when Simone Biles was giving all of that stress because her hair was slicked down to her edges? And who was giving it to her? We were. We were talking about her. This girl was making history. And people were worried about her hair not being slick, not looking the way that they felt it should look, not aligning with those Eurocentric standards. Do you, do you hear what I'm saying? How are you claiming your crown? And how are you letting other people claim theirs? I'm here to tell you, claiming my crown However it is that I wear my hair, it doesn't have anything to do with my intelligence and my ability to do my job. I've been in my job for 24 years. I remember when, almost 24 years, I remember when I was going for the interview and my hair was braided. This is 20-some years ago. And I was, I was given the advice to take my braids out of my hair. And I said, no, I wear braids. I have baby pictures with braids. I have adolescent pictures with braids. I have... You know, my 20s and my 30s and my 40s, there's not a part of my life that I haven't worn braids at some time or another. So why in the world would I take my braids out of my hair to go to an interview for a company? And I know you're going to say, well, you know what? We don't hire each other. We're not the owners. But you know what? It has to start somewhere. And I got hired, and 20-some years later, I'm still there. And 20-some years later, I'm still wearing braids. And I've never had a problem. No one has ever said anything to me. And so when you're about to judge somebody off of their hair, their twist, their dread, their fro, their curly, their, their braid out, their twist out, I want you to think about me. The little black girl that's been wearing braids since I've been a kid. The one who writes well, and yeah, I finished school eventually, and, you know, I've maintained a job. All the things that they don't align with, quote, unquote, braids, natural hair, and dreadlocks, I've done. And so, again, I'm going to tell you, if you're not a black woman or a black man, think to yourself. How have I perpetuated these negative perceptions? What do I think when I see black men and black women with natural hair? I see, you know, men all the time telling young boys, you know, they need to cut their hair because, you know, it's too nappy or it's, it, it's not kept. What are you teaching them? Yeah, I know. I know we're not the ones hiring and we're not the ones firing the majority of the time, but again, you're going to have to be the change that you want to see. You're going to have to be the change that you want to see because otherwise other people are going to be making rules about who you are and how you should be walking through this world. They're going to tell you how you're supposed to be walking the walk and talking the talk, which is what has been happening, telling you how you're supposed to look. Well, how, do I, how am I supposed to look like that when I wasn't born like that? Remember that. So how are you claiming your crown? How are you allowing other people to claim their crown? I'm honored to be in a state 
that is first in banning discrimination against black students and employees. But I'm going to tell you what, it's a damn shame that we need any kind of law like that. It's a lot of damn shames going on now. But all of this is rooted in the perception of blackness. All of it is. Not just what we have been conditioned to do and, and think, but how we live, the things that we allow. Well, a change needs to come, and a change is going to come. It's not a scary thing, and people think that it's scary. It's not scary to open up your mind to different things, to understand that there's no one mode of beauty, to understand that there's no one mode of good hair. There's no such thing, good hair versus black hair. That's I'm sorry, good hair versus bad hair. That's ridiculous. You take care of your hair, your hair is good. It's healthy. The length doesn't matter. The texture doesn't matter. Take care of it. Nourish it. Take care of it. It will do what it's, what it's supposed to do. And you can't be embarrassed about that. I used to tell my daughter, she was a, loved to swim when she was young, and I used to tell her, it's not going to matter what you swim in every day, but every day then we're going to have to deep condition that head because your hair doesn't allow for you to jump in the pool every day without us washing it and conditioning it. You don't have to be embarrassed because you jump in a pool and your hair shrinks. That's your hair. And just like there's people who jump in a pool and their hair just falls straight, black and white, Hispanic and Asian, your, when you jump in the pool, your hair shrinks. And guess what? You don't have to apologize to anyone for that. And you don't have to be embarrassed about it. It is what you were given, Right? by the Lord himself. And what are you saying when you shrug your shoulders down and you you tear up over what God has given you? You don't have to apologize for who you came in this world as and for what was given to you. Embrace it. Claim your crown. Claim your crown. I hope that, you know, you walk away this evening and, and you're inspired to, to Google and read up about the history of black hair, the journey that so many people have had with their hair. It's a shame. It's a shame that you even have to put forth this kind of effort to talk about it, right? But I felt the responsibility. No more tears, no more stress over what was just given to you. Be you. It's okay. You're beautiful. Stop hating. Stop treating other people bad because you think that they have something that you don't have because you think they were born with something that you weren't born with. Hair does not make the person. It is part of who you are. It is a part of who you are, but it does not make the person. It does not. It doesn't. It doesn't regulate how smart you are, your beauty. I know people think it does, but it doesn't. Just think about that. What's your part? What's your part in uplifting and encouraging every single person to embrace themselves? And I can go further. I can say whether your hair is, what is it, 1A or 4C, these are the, look it up because those are hair textures. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Google it. All that hair is good. 1A to 4C, 
the straightest of the straight and the kinkiest of the kinky. It's all wonderful. It's all majestic. It is all good. And you have to start believing that, and you have to start treating yourself appropriately. It's all good. You came into this world as you are supposed to. So, no, you may like those edges laid, but you don't got to lay them. Your ponytail don't have to be slicked down to your head, right? You don't have to flat iron your hair every day. I mean, yes, society will tell you that you need to do that, but you don't. Embrace who you are. How are you claiming your crown? How are you allowing others to claim theirs? Right? Stop perpetuating these ideas that you must assimilate and you must bow down to a Eurocentric standard of of anything if you're not Eurocentric. How is that going to happen? I guess I'm done. Um, I was supposed to play a commercial, and I didn't. So you know what? I'm going to go into this commercial really quick because I'm supposed to play it. And then we are going to go ahead and we are going to close out. So this is a real quick commercial. Here we go. Next up is an app developed for independent artists to share their art globally on all streaming platforms. Worldwide for just a fee of one ninety nine a month. Okay, and we are back. I told you it was quick. It was fourteen seconds quick. <laughs> it was quick, um, but you know it gave information. And and you're listening to the Phenomenal You podcast um, with Nicole on E Water Radio K E W R D B. Your home for positive, empowering, and insightful conversation. Um, Share the show with your friends, with your coworkers. You know, like I said, this conversation doesn't just need to be happen with us. It needs to happen with everyone. And there's so many conversations out there that need to be had that people think for one demographic, but, but a lot of people are missing the point. Like I said, we are collective. We can pretend like we're not, but, but, but we are. Um, and we have to start acting like it in order to make the changes that we want to see. You know, we're going to have to start doing better, you know, and knowledge really is power. I always say it's not my history. It's not your history. It's not her history. It's not his history. It's our history. And um, people don't have to look like you for it to be a part of your history. And that's one of the biggest problems why people don't understand each other and why there, there, there seems to be this tug of war, you know, about, um, why things are going down the way that they are. But if you went back and you really looked into the history, you would understand a lot, a lot more than what you do. So I encourage you to educate yourself. You know, we are at a time in life where education, information is at the tip of your fingers, at the click of a button. You have no excuse. There's no excuse. And so I encourage you to do it, not only about claiming your crown or letting others claim their crown, not only about that, but about so many other things. And to understand, you don't have to protect yourself. You know, we need to protect each other. Collectively, we will stand 
You know, right? What do they say? United, we stand, divided, we fall. Okay. I keep on telling people, you know, if you look at COVID, COVID doesn't give a damn. COVID doesn't care. You know that? Because we're in this together, whether you want to acknowledge it or not. So in closing, I just want to encourage you to accept yourself for who you are. I know the struggle is is real. The hair journey is real. It is real. It is hard, but it is worth it. And I, I encourage you to look within yourself and ask yourself, why do you do the things you do? Why do you think the way that you think about your crown? But I'm going to tell you, that bad boy is a crown. And you know what? You should never be embarrassed of it. Wear it. Wear it with your head up high and proud. Tracy Ellis Ross said, and I think it, it, it refers to everyone. She said, I love my hair because it's a reflection of my soul. It's dense. It's kinky. It's soft. It's textured. It's difficult. It's easy. And it's fun. Tell me that doesn't sound like Everybody, the the diversity that we see in African-Americans, she said it all. Dense, kinky, soft, texture, difficult, easy, and it's fun. And it's not flawed. It's exactly the way that it is supposed to be. And in the words of Marcus Garvey, remove the kinks from your mind and not your hair. Be who you're going to be. I love that quote. Remove the kinks from your mind and not your hair. Embrace yourself. Walk in your greatness. I'm going to tell you what, if you don't love the hell out of yourself, how are you expecting anybody else to? If you don't love yourself as you came into this world, how do you expect anybody else to? Work on it. It's not flawed. It's you. It's your crown. Wear it. Wear it straight. Wear it with pride. Wear it with your head up. And your shoulders back and and don't be embarrassed. Don't apologize for it because it is you. It's all of you. And all of that is greatness. Thank you for listening to me. I hope that everybody has a wonderful evening. And as my favorite YouTube person, Bailey Sarian, always says, and I'm going to end it differently this evening, make good choices. And if nobody else has told you, I'm going to tell you, remember that you are wonderful. You're fabulous. You are great. You are uniquely you. There is nothing to matter with you. You are phenomenal. Have a wonderful evening, everyone. Good night and be safe.